When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, fight fans. You're listening to BTR Boxing Podcast with me, Sean Basto, and our co-host, Jordy Neald. Before we begin the episode, there's a couple of things that I want you to do. I want you to go onto Apple Podcasts, subscribe. If you're not on Apple and you're on Android instead, go to someone like Podbean or CastBox and subscribe to us on there. Find all our latest episodes, like the ones to watch, like the Legendary Nights and the Life and Times of, and the new series, The Promoter Life. Also, Make sure you find us on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod and Facebook BTR Boxing Podcast. I also want to take the opportunity to give a shout out to our sponsor for the podcast, which is Bear Attack Boxing. Bear Attack Boxing are a new company in the industry who specialise in high quality boxing gloves. So I want you to go over and have a quick look at their website, which is www bearattackboxing.co.uk if you're looking for some new gloves for the new year new me start you want to get over there and get some of their high quality products you can get a discount up until the 12th of january by entering the code bab2019 for a discount on them high quality gloves you can also find them at attack boxing on twitter and on facebook bear attack boxing enjoy the episode fight fans Welcome, fight fans, to episode five of Ones to Watch. And today we've got a red hot Welsh prospect, Double G, Gavin Gwynn, with us. I'm really excited to see where Gavin's 2019 takes him. He currently trains with Tony Borg and with Lee Selby, Andrew Selby, Fred Evans, all that Welsh quartet of brilliant fighters. So here it is great interview with Double G, Gavin Gwynn. 
Tom, delighted to say you've got Gavin Quinn. Double G, Gavin Quinn on the line. How are you doing, Gavin? Yeah, not too bad, Sean, not too bad. Happy to have you on. Really great to finally speak to you. And we're going to be talking about your career today. But I firstly want to know, Gavin, what it was that got you into boxing and into a boxing gym for the first time. Um, It was my father, really, when I was, I think I was about 10. He just wanted me to to do it, like, and... um, it was a gym right close by me. Um, walked up there one day. I done. I only. I only done it for about six weeks when I was younger. Um, just trained and didn't take things serious. Um, and then I was just like back and forth, like till I was about fourteen, and then just left it alone. Then, um, no, it's like when you when you um, at that age, uh, you you find you find girls and everything else in <laughs> it. So, um, and then I, I went back. I think it was about eighteen. Um, and my first senior fight then at nineteen. I think it was. Um, yeah, and then just went from there really. So your amateur career, you've had a forty-nine amateur fights, and you, yeah. you won forty. Yeah. You won forty-three of them. So you won the majority yeah. of the fights that you was involved in in the amateur game. What was um, yeah? What was it like then, Gavin? But you know, being an amateur and and going through the amateur system, you know, like this the the, the point scoring system in the way it's all very fast, and you know, you have to be quick to kind of yeah. point score. Yeah, um, like it was hard for me anyway because I started quite late. Um, so like all the all the boys I was fighting had like eighty odd fights by the time they were by the time they were senior. So I was stuck in the deep end really. So I was fighting boys. I can remember fighting one boy. I had nine fights and the other boy had like fifty odd. But I ended up beating him um, just down to work rate really. I've always been fit. Um, um, and things like that, but um, the point system I didn't think worked for me. Um, as soon as I went out, um, I only had I had I think it was six or seven fights on the point scoring system. I won the novice championships doing the point scoring system. But other than that, I didn't I didn't really find it it, it helped my style because I was as an amateur I was a, a go forward fighter, just loved the war. So the ten nine system suited suited me down to the ground really. Yeah. What was your um? What would you say was your most successful part of being uh, an amateur fighter? Probably boxing for Wales. It was an amazing feeling. Like um, I boxed for Wales. Was up in Hereford Wales against England, and uh, the army played us out with the, like um, drums and everything. It was just like a mad feeling. I can remember it now, like goosebumps. It was mad. Like that was probably one of the best, best feelings. And I had um, best fighter of the night and best boxer of the night that that um, fight as well. So topped it off really. Brilliant. And I believe you was the 2015 Welsh Senior Lightweight Champion as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm like welterweight. There was I boxed at um, 64 kilos at, at uh, amateur because I I used to walk around about 65 kilos. So I used to make it quite comfortably and weighing the same day. And um, no, when you go up to these tournaments and you're you're boxing like three days on the trot, you'd want to be training yourself for three days. So I thought I'd I'd go at 64 just because I was comfortable at it, like. So when you got to sort of the end of the amateur career and you thought to yourself, you know, actually I think I'm good enough to, to turn pro now, what was the ultimate de- decision maker for you? Was it because you enjoyed it? Was it because you felt you was really good at it? What was it, we, we know, within your mind that did made you make that decision to turn pro? Um, it was always in my mind to turn pro anyway. Um, I think it's every fighter's 
uh, ambition is to turn pro. Um, you go, you see all the bright lights on the telly and everything like that. But I was on the Welsh team three or four years, I think it was. Um, and I just bought an house, so and they wanted me to train full time, and I it, it just wouldn't have funded the house and everything else. So that 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 was the the last thing really that uh, made me turn pro. Yeah, which was a sad, sad way to go out like that, but um, it was the best thing to, for me really. So you've been a pro. This is your third year now as a pro, isn't it? In two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, it's going into a third year now. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's that transition been like then? Did you, did you prefer it from the amateurs? You know, being in the pro game yeah it's like it's, it's totally different isn't it um like you've got the big crowds you've got the lights you've got you, you're on telly you've got the cameras there um it's the smaller gloves you've got eight ounce gloves on which it feels like just a little bit of lever over the top of your band wraps it's nuts like if i can remember um the, my first fight um I think it was uh, Robbie Turley. We, we were training, and he said in the changing rooms, he said, "The feeling you'll have when you when you ch- chuck them uh, eight ounce gloves on, you just think you'll take on the world with them gloves." But just remember, um, the other guy got them on as well. So <laughs> it's a bit mad, like. But um, yeah, I think it suits me down to the ground being pro. Um, like the ten or twelve rounds, uh, I do quite comfortable. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of my fights, but. But I'd, I'd probably shoot. You know, if it was still 15 rounds, I'd probably shoot the 15 rounds because it takes me three or four rounds to get into a fight. And then once I start, there's no stopping me. And like, I just keep on going. So your pro, your pro career so far obviously consists of, you know, a, a lot of guys that are well known on the circuit. You fought some real good yeah. fighters, real good fighters that fight on the road week in, week out. And I've, yeah. I've noticed like the guys like Joe Beden and Jamie Quinn and uh, Fonz Alexander and uh, Ibra Riaz. You know, I'm well aware of all these guys because I've seen them myself up close yeah. and personal. So you, you, you've obviously got a great experience from fighting these guys. And yeah. I think the last fight for me was probably so far the, the, the you know the, the the best one of your career fighting an undefeated fighter in Myron Mills and then obviously going the the, the full 10 round distance as you were saying about taking the rounds earlier talk talk yeah. me, talk me yeah. through that one talk me through that fight with Mills how, how did you find that looking back on it now um going into the fight um I had a lot of people doubting me um there was they people were screaming about Mills like um he's the next best thing from England and, I, and t- I, Tony said to me, I, I can remember Tony saying to me one day, you don't have to take this fight. He said, but I, I, I believe that, that you, you beat him. So, I, like, I put my faith in Tony more than anything. So I just said, yeah, I'll take it. I'll fight anyone. I don't don't care who I fight, like, as long as it's at the right time in my career. But um, as, um, as the fight went on, I could really feel him... Well, deteriorating more than anything in power, because he did have a punch. The first, or I think it was the second round, he hit me with uppercut. I thought he broke my jaw. Um, I can remember going back to the corner, and I thought, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to show the, just in case they pull me out. So I thought, I'll just bite on my gum shield. Um, I just hope it just don't, just don't start swinging open sort of thing. And um, and then he hit me with a, I think it was a hook on the t- 
just above, no, just below my ear, and I could feel it click my jaw, and it just like popped back into place. It was a, it was a weird feeling, it was, and it, it was like, right, I, I've had enough of this now, you're gonna have a bit of my own medicine now. And then since, and then from that round, I think it was, I just put it on him, and um, I just, I, d I don't think he could handle the pace I was setting, and I was making him miss, and it was breaking his heart. Um, yeah, it was a it was a fantastic night, especially being in Wales as well, like so. It's class. It, well, it's, you know, you took on a guy that was undefeated at this stage of your career, and, you know, there's a lot of fighters out there that uh, they're not kind of directed in, 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 in that direction very early no. on like this. For no. me, for me, I see a lot of fighters out there, and they sort of get 15, 20 fights in before they really take a step up against an undefeated fighter. And a lot of the time, it's not really down to them, it's down to whoever promotes them or matchmakes them or whatever. And, you know, taking a fight like that at this stage of your career, it was was probably quite, yeah. probably quite a big risk, really. But you've come through it and you've overcame like the adversity of that fight. It, surely now you must feel yeah. in yourself, Gavin. You must feel like you know I've taken this fight so early and I've been in there and I've had the adversity of the fight, like potentially having a dislocated jaw. Yeah. Do you think now? You, yeah. you're ready to continue on that same sort of level of opposition or will you will you, will you kind of look to progressively move on throughout the rankings um, I think like from the start of my career I was progressed quite quickly because um, the first year I had a six rounder which you don't see that very often and then the second the was it the second the second fight into the second year an eight rounder and then I had a ten rounder a title fight you don't see that very often either like like two years into my career I've had, I had a title like just so I was buzzing about that um, but I don't I don't want to be pushed too quickly I don't want to be um, I don't know I don't want to be out of my depth um, sort of thing yeah understand. I want to be progressed at the right right time uh, I think my management are doing that um, they seen that uh, I could beat Dan Mills I know I know it was a tough fight but I've been I've been in a tough fight before with um, uh, Henry James my first 10 rounder so um, I think that's instead for the Miles fight because it was a really really tough fight that night the game plan went out of the window and I just went went to war for 10 rounds it was um, it was a nuts night I was I couldn't remember much after it um, I was a bit concussed and everything like my missus took me home and I just I, I drank about four litres of water and I fell asleep um, and I woke up the next day and everything was a blur but um, I think that st stood me in good stead for the Miles fight um, he didn't he, he, he didn't really have a tough fight before that so after six rounds and when I was putting on the pressure he, he, he just began to fold then didn't he so but going back to the question uh, um, I'd be happy to face uh, say Lewis Ritson any, any of the top ten boys it's, it's whether they want to face me, really. You've moved up the rankings quite quickly, uh, given the, the fights yeah, you've been involved yeah. in. And one that I didn't touch on earlier in your career, and, and you just mentioned it there, was the Henry Janes fight. Obviously, you're winning the, uh, yeah. the the Welsh lightweight title as well. Again, that must have been a, yeah. re a really good feeling, you know, sort of so early on in your career. Mad, like I didn't think I'd be. That was one of my ambitions turning pro. Um, it was to win the Welsh within like three or four years. Like I didn't, I'd never in my wildest dreams. I think I'd be fighting for in my second second years of pro. Like so, and it was in my hometown of Merthyr as well. So and the place, the place was packed. It was it was packed to the rafters. Like it was unbelievable feeling. Like fair play. 
and going back to obviously Tony, you train under Tony Borg, and for for yeah. people for people that don't know who Tony is or that are listening to to the interview, Tony actually trains uh, Lee Selby as well. So you're in the gym uh, with Lee Selby. Yeah, Lee Selby, um, Andrew Selby, Fred Evans, uh, just to name a few. Like so, they, they they're all top boys. Like so, you, learning all the time. Like it's it's brilliant. Like we got I got top sparring with Lee. Like. Lee helps me out, I help Lee out, like I'm back, back in the gym now, so sparring with Lee, so it's, it's, it's really, really good sparring, and he's moving up to lightweight, so if I can, if I can, if I can spar well against Lee, I know when I go in against these other boys, like Mills and everything, um, I know I can, I can beat them, sort of thing. So what's training been like under Tony, then he gets, uh, he gets a lot of good plaudits, you know, in general, across, across the UK, as, as, as being a top trainer, what, what is it, he does in the gym that that sort of sets him aside from you know say other people out there i think it's his game plans more than i think um he comes he comes up with a few game plans like in in our miles fight we had to change the game plan so that 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 speaks for itself really but um his game plans are second and none. like he he studies he studies the fight that you're gonna fight um and he he, he gets you into that game plan or well we had three or four game plans going into the last fight but he, he gets you so your mindset is right. Um, you're fit enough. He gets he gets you extremely fit. Um, he's he's good at pushing you as well when you're feeling when you're feeling down. Like he's good at pushing you because he's a, he, he's an ex-boxer himself. So he knows he's been there before. So he, he, feeling the last couple of weeks when weak drained and everything else, he knows how to push you to get you through it. So he's he's brilliant. Like I couldn't have asked for a better trainer to go to. Um, he was the he was the first trainer I went to, and I the one I wanted to train me. Um, I don't know uh, how he felt about me asking him, or because I, I was a nobody really, because he had um, he had a lot of top boys in it at the at the time. But I went there and he took me on his wing, sort of thing. So I can't thank him enough for that. So brilliant, fair play. So 2019, you've got a fight scheduled in for March, I believe, back in your hometown. Not long away, yeah. really. Now, good. For, it's only about was it about ten weeks or something like that now before you get back in the ring. Yes, about 10 weeks. Is it 10 weeks t- uh, today, is it? 10 weeks today, I think so. So you've got that fight. You've got the fight lined up then for for March and 2019. Yeah. Are you planning to sort of try and get in, get in as much as you can this year, or is it kind of making sure the fights that you are involved in are the right progressive fights for 2019? Um, it's all it's all about um, what fights come up up at the right time really um i wasn't as busy last year because i got injured in it was just after my fight against dean evans on the shrink i think it was march i got injured so i missed two shows so i could have been on twice before the mills fight but um if i'm out four times next year it's it's hard when you when you're training for these 10 rounders so i got like eight week camps where i'm not i'm not seeing my boy i'm not seeing my girlfriend for like well, I see my boy like when I'm training. I see him for like one or two hours a day maximum. It's hard going then. Like so, um, I like to spend some time with them. So like three or four fights be be ample. I think this going into this year now. Outside of boxing, then Gavin, uh, what else do you do? Do you do you work as well?
well to to help subsidise the the career. Yeah, I'm 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 full time. Um, I'm self employed myself, but I'm full time in work um, on the construction sites, doing the concrete and everything else. So um, it's a hard day job. Like um, people, that's what people don't see. So like the sponsors are gonna help me to have when I, say when I'm starting to have a day off or two a week, so I can pay the bills more than anything. Yeah, and it's a good time in the uh, interview to really to give them a shout out the guys the companies that are, that are helping you out and helping you get on that journey give them a shout out let them know obviously how much you appreciate them and also uh, let people know if they do want to sponsor you where they can find you as well yeah um like a massive shout out to to all my sponsors um so i just reel them out from the top absolutely fire away yeah um we got uh nelson pizzas the luxury sauce lonsdale which is a massive help for me with kit and everything um clean bite that does all my food throughout camp lidsters fishing supplies make glamorgan truck services training services sorry uh, Dario Security, Bayside Estate Agents, G-Force Telecoms, uh, Gwent Motor Company, who gave me a car. I had a brand new car from um, just before Christmas. So just really to keep costs down with, and, uh, like, I am going to car myself. My missus got a car, but I am going to car myself. So they give you a car to get to and from the gym. Um, Acorn Travel, I got uh, Richard Thomas, uh, EOPS, with my strength and conditioning um and then i got um guys then who've just messaged me to give me money just to help me along the way as well i got michael perry tim uh, keen and then phil whaley as well he sponsors me so them guys as well it's, it's a massive help towards um towards my career and getting to where i want to be really i just can't thank these guys enough without them Pay, paying the medical bills and Paying for kit, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Like with with paying for a house and a, a young baby and a family, it's it's hard work. Just just working without paying for all them. Like, do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. And and obviously, sponsorships are a huge part of professional boxer's career. Yeah. And it sounds like you've got yeah. a lot of fantastic support. And you know, when I asked that question, yeah. when I asked that question, you know, there's some people that like they'll say, "I've literally only got one." And it sounds like you've got you know a lot of people out there that i've got a lot yeah, of ex- a lot I got, of ex- um, i got tw- 12 i got 12 business businesses now on board um like that's all down to um phil Whaley's doing because i had i think i had about four or five before he come on board and he said he wanted to start helping me uh, get sponsors and he wanted to sponsor me himself he sponsored me as well so without him really i wouldn't have had none of them sponsors he, he's put in the hard work for there like so a big shout out to phil as well yeah no absolutely he's a he's a great guy phil i was speaking to him a couple of nights back and and obviously it's people like that that yeah. really really help you get on that map do, you know given given all them sponsorships you have uh, do you feel there's any sort of weight of expectation on your shoulders uh, you know to, to really succeed and do well um it is yeah um like i always think i think oh what if i let them down by by not like losing a fight or something like that but then in my head i, I just i can't think i can't think of that because it's, it's too much pressure i'm putting too much pressure on myself and i just gotta go along with the flow and if 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 i do do come to a fight which i lose i just gotta take it on the chin um i don't i, I don't want to lose <laughs> don't get me wrong I, I, that, that would probably be the worst thing ever like but um 
if I do come to that, it's just got to take it on the chin, really. 2019 then, Gavin. By the end of the yeah. year, where, where, where ideally would you want to see yourself? I'm British champion. Uh, I've had a meeting with Chris Saniger, my manager, the start of the week. Uh, that's, that's where we're heading. Um, Celtic, I can tell you this now because it's going to be announced. I'm fighting for Celtic title on the 9th of March. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be the. Uh, I don't know whether it's going to be the lightweight title or not. I'm not too sure because I uh, I seen on Boxrec someone else is fighting for it, but um, that's what he told me anyway. That's what that's what I'm fighting for, so I can't announce that. Um, and then maybe I don't I don't know if the the Craig Evans fight and Joe Cordina fight is going to go ahead with Eddie and Frank Warren. You know they like they don't like dealing with each other, so I I, I, I doubt that will go ahead. Um, Maybe I get a shot at Britain a um, couple of months after, or like I I can't see how Andy Townsend had his shot uh, in front of me because he hasn't beat no lightweight, no 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 what lightweight they've got a winning record in the past year. Like I, I can't see that. Yeah, I say um, it, it's surprising that isn't it? How sometimes the politics of, of of boxing works. How people you know seemingly who maybe have not beaten someone with a winning record in in, in the last twelve months has has been able to get yeah. a shot over a guy that. That's, that's climbing up the rankings pretty fast, but we, we, you know, a lot of us know that is the, the politics side of boxing. But it's good to hear. Yeah. That, it's good to hear that. Obviously, you know that what your mindset is for for the end by the end of the year, because you know you look at the rankings, yeah. uh, particularly on Boxrec, and you look above where you are, and you think the names that are above you, are the likes of Scotty Cardle, uh, Craig Evans, Andy yeah. Town, and Robbie Barrett, Ritson, and then after that, you get your top guys in in the country and the guys that are. Pushed that are on world levels like your Campbells, your Crawlers, your Burns, you know, your, your Tommy Coyle. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, really, by the end of 2019, you, you, you want to sort of, I think people might start to think, actually, he's going to be mixing it up with these guys. Yeah, that's 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 my ambition, really, is to get into these top fights. Um, it's just securing my family, really. I know them fights are going to be mega money fights for me. Fights that... I'd happily taken a heartbeat. Like, give me a couple of more fights now, and I'd happily taken a heartbeat. Like, I, obviously, I wouldn't take them now because I know they they way above me in levels and people they fought and everything else. But say a year or two down the line, then I'd, I'd be more mature and I'd happily take them fights as long as I'm still winning and I'm still in the top up in the top ten. I'd happily take them fights, and it'd be, it'd be good for British boxing um, or all British fights, even for like a European title or British title. Or anything like that so it'd be great in general Welsh boxing at the moment is having a, a real buzzing time you know with the likes of yourself coming through and the likes of Cody Davis coming through you know all these guys yeah. Are, yeah. are really starting to push push the envelope for Welsh boxing Do you, it must be a great time to be be, be a part of it for sure it's brilliant at, the, at, at this moment in time because I can remember about three or four years ago um, there was no pro shows in Wales um, the the one show I did come and watch um, it was Daddy Matthews against Gavin Reese. So that was like the first, it was one show out of the year, I think that was. But now we're having like five, six shows a year. It's, it's mad, like whereas before we were, we were after travelled over to England and even if it, you had a close fight, you'd, ne- you'd never get a win on a, on a away show. Like so, and you just had um, Liam Williams as well win the British title. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's, he's two-weight world champ. Um, 
British champion, so it's it's brilliant. Like it's it's all it's all uh, coming at the right time, really, for Welsh boxing. It absolutely is. Now, if people want to follow your journey and they want to follow you through social yeah. media, where can they find you? What are your handles? Um, I'm on I'm on obviously Facebook is Gavin Gwynn, and then Twitter is I think it's. It's Gav G1 or no uh, Gavin One Gwyn. Um, Instagram is Gav G1, and then I think on my Snapchat and that's um, I just type my name and I think it just come up Gavin Gwyn or Team GG, and it should come up then. So it'd be good to see how you go on over this year, and I think there'll be a, a lot of people get to see you more this year we expect that we, we you know we might actually see you on a, on a on a televised show and we might actually get to see the the real yeah. the real Gavin yeah. Gwynn and you know I hope that people when they listen to this they get to know you a bit a little bit better and know more of you and you know this is this is the type of thing that hopefully will help push you to that next level so Gavin you know what it's been a, it's been a pleasure having you on Are there, is there anything final you want to thank say thank you for having me it's um it's, a, it's been a real pleasure for, for you to have me on the show, so um, I can't thank you enough for getting me that extra bit of exposure. Like, so it's been brilliant. Thank you very much, Sean. So there you go. Another one to watch in 2019. Double G, Gavin Gwynn. Red hot Welsh prospects looking to take the lightweight division by storm this year. Talking about fighting like someone like Lewis Ritson, who we've seen blast his way through that division so really interesting and encouraging to see someone like Gavin really reaching for the stars when it comes to his ambitions in boxing so like I said guys I hope you've really enjoyed it make sure you share the episode give Gavin that exposure he's looking for this year and if you've really enjoyed it make sure you go and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean on all the other available podcast applications even on Spotify on YouTube Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat find us on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod and Facebook BTR Boxing Podcast again I hope you've really enjoyed Enjoyed this episode of Wants to Watch with Gavin Gwynn. Enjoy, fight fans. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.